Okay, hi guys. Welcome back to the Giddy Podcast. Uh, my name is Esther O. My name is Tumi. And, and we are back. back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, happy International Women's Day in in our ears. <laughs> <laughs> happy anniversary to us in our ears as well. Um, yeah, so this past week was actually quite um, exciting. We had our like first live stream, which was great. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much to everyone that showed up, and yeah, that was that was really good. So yeah, it was actually before, an interesting one, right? And if you missed it, it's on. We have a YouTube channel now, but we, so it I is know, on right? our YouTube channel, so you can check it out. And yeah, it was it was a really great conversation mm-hmm. i'll probably do more of those because it was actually super easy <laughs> yeah actually it was it was i mean it was nerve-wracking but like when you think about not having to edit or do all of that mm-hmm. just be yourself <laughs> yeah it was actually easy it was, it was easy yeah yeah so anyways before we get into the gist of today we have two fantastic guests with us and i'm just going to let them introduce themselves so we have Thalia and we have Mona. So starting with Mona, maybe uh-huh. maybe me too, please. <laughs> Did you just say ah? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, he shocked you. <laughs> I was waiting for Thalia to go first. Uh-huh. Oh my god. Why did he shock you like that? <laughs> I was seriously she waiting for Tanya to like go first. I was like, <laughs> You're supposed to be a boy scout. Stay ready. <laughs> uh, so, who am I? I'll be. What did you say? Okay, actually, you just went Exactly. Yeah, okay. Um, My name is Mona. Um, What else? Uh, I work as. Oh. <laughs> this question I've had interviews okay so introducing myself so my name is Mona um <laughs> I work as a project manager and when I'm not working I am watching movies um I love staying indoors like just give me light electricity and a good series thank god you're not in oh. Nigeria my, my kind of person <laughs> thank god you're in Canada so you can do that in Canada yeah right <laughs> so and um i watch a lot mm-hmm. i enjoy window shopping and i daydream Ooh, I finally know. i found a partner like <laughs> I enjoy it too. oh my god and wait, i have cats everywhere like every store i have on, something Mona, in the do you yeah. like doing it in person or online because that's that's no that is online no, like, yeah, okay online. i'll that's, just sit on my exactly. desk on my laptop i like and, online uh, but to me like she's in person so yeah, i like it's impressive. <laughs> I like it's impressive. It's online. Like I every store you can think of, I have something in their car. Yeah. And I know for sure I'm not going to buy it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe in just the children is very nice after class season, you know. Yeah. I think about it, but mm-hmm. I'll just look at it and say, God win, not those kind of things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not buying anything. Um, aside from that. I like spending time with my family and friends, just Aww. staying at home, just staying, playing games, and yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's great. That's a good one. Awesome. So, Talia. All right, let's see. Um, so, yes, my name is Talia. I am Barbadian born, so... Whoop, 
I'm from Barbados. <laughs> um, I'm a wife and an entrepreneur. Um, I own Creative Vitalia and its subdivisions. I love God, like um, a lot. <laughs> um, I used to work in project management as well, um, but now I am pursuing full-time entrepreneurship. I started that August of 2021. Wow. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like we're, we're plenty projects, project managers in the house. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from that, I I just love spending time with my family and anything oh. that involves drawing. Um, that's the career choice that I now have. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's pretty much it. That's awesome. exciting. Yeah, that's great. Thank you guys so much for for joining us today. And before we get into the Conversation. Do you icebreaker? Yeah. Um. So just a few questions, just to break the ice, and then we go ahead um, into today's podcasts. Um. So never have I ever snuck out of the house. Snuck out of the house, rather. I've never done that. I think yeah. I have. Yeah. Same. I don't think I have. I think I have. I know I took permission but I took permission from my auntie because I knew that my auntie wouldn't tell my mom and dad <laughs> so <laughs> but then she actually after a while she sneezed because I didn't get back home until like 12 a.m and I was wow it was Lagos Lego traffic no Lagos traffic on my hand and that was my no but that kind of thing you love calculated traffic oh more forget I know that was my first time I'm serious that was my first time and I was I was how old I was I think I was like 16 or something i really can't remember the exact age but i was really young mm. and then she i told her everything i was going to do where i was going to uh, we we're living at on the mainland and i was going to the island i was going to lekki and she told me how i'll get there that's my first time i took the bus she told me i'll get there wow so i was like i was i was i was using everything she told me she was calling me once now because in there because in there because in there Oh so I didn't know that it was going to be that bad. Oh my when it was looking like so something, she has to just snitch like <laughs> Yeah, because I guess she was probably panicking. Right? Yeah, she like, was, she was, she was. But yeah. Wow. Um that was that was exciting shot. Another one. Um never have I ever stolen money from a family member. Uh-huh. <laughs> I would say that very but I remember the day my mom caught me. <laughs> uh, not this uh, lesson being summer in Nigeria now. Yeah. So I wanted to put this woman in the school that I school for lesson during summer period. Her mm-hmm. meat pie is really, really, really good. Meat so, pie. <laughs> so, so my mom, like, because it wasn't far from the house, right? It's just like how many hours? Like from nine to one, nine a.m. to one in the afternoon. So they just believe you eat very fast and come home, and that's it. Mm-hmm. I was eyeing that and eyeing that and after my friend gave me because ah. I think I took my mom's it was if 15 there uh, she saw me I didn't know she was behind me like it was right thin she, she was, I didn't even know she was standing behind me and I was opening the wallet like you know I took a bag I was searching I was looking for like a um, money that was not arranged I don't know if you know how typical African mothers now mm. they have arranged money and they have scattered money yeah the bag. so I was looking for those scattered ones that I believe that she, she might not know no. 
So I now so, finally saw 15 naira that I knew for sure oh she would notice. God. Then when I took it and I kept the bag and I turned and I was looking at her, she was looking at me. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Then> so <laughs> where are you going to take the money to? <laughs> How to buy meat pie? <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> no, the good thing, thing is my mom never beats right. me. Oh wow. Like she she's not so it's just once my mom has slapped me. I think I was 16, 17, and I was rude to her. Like I was really rude to her that day. Wow. She was just looking at me, you know, she started giving me moral talk. I didn't even go to school that day. So I spent the whole day thinking about my life after she was done talking. <laughs> so, yeah, <but laughs> 15 now. Wow. <laughs> I I, it, it was so funny when I turned around and I saw her. She was like, So, where are you going to now with that money? You just be stammering. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh my okay, God. another question. Um, never have I ever forgotten a family member's birthday. I think extended, yeah, but extended, not immediate. Extended, family, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Immediate family yeah. member, no, I can't. Because my own house, everybody will start now. My birthday is next week. My birthday is next week. <laughs> 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 so that we've had very, very okay, okay. <laughs> Never have I ever pretended to be asleep, so I, so I didn't need any help. Like, okay, never have I pretended to be asleep. I mean, I have a lot of time. Uh, I think, oh, yeah. I think we all have those. Yeah. Especially when you hear them calling your name. Oh, yeah. And it's for errand. <laughs> and you know it's oh. work that is calling. <laughs> you just lie there oh, like that. God. I remember when, when we were much younger, myself and my brother, we hated sharing our beds with our cousins whenever they come. There's cousins that, you know, you like and cousins that you don't like. Mm. So when the ones that we don't like come, we hated sharing our bed with them. So before our bedtime, I'm going to spread on the bed. <laughs> oh my god. Why do I feel like I've done that before? I can't remember. Oh my god. Okay, the last question. Um never have I <laughs> this is funny, but never have I peed outside. Never have I ever peed outside. Peed outside. Yeah. Like in a public washroom or like outside on the floor. Outside. I think maybe when I was a child, yeah. child, yeah. child, child. I'm yeah, maybe we're traveling. Child. Yeah. Traveling. Yeah. yeah those yeah. long trips. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. But yeah, I mean, that's all for the icebreaker today. And we'll be going ahead to today's conversation. Okay, so this conversation is pretty much about the same for International Women's Day 2022, which is about breaking, wait, sorry, break, break the bias. bias. That's the actual <laughs> hashtag. So I guess just talking, touching on like bias that women face daily at work, church, everywhere, really. So um, I also have a conversation on like what we think so first what we think about the whole hashtag thing and then what like what does bias mean to each of us have we experienced it do we have personal stories i'm going to start so i think for me i'm probably did you just drink water i'm probably no i'm probably going to be shaking tables but I honestly feel like that hashtag was very performative this year. Was just and, 
it was very performative like you know when people just do things just to, almost like let's just show support just today and then just the mark attendance right we're back to like regular programming the i next think so day. that's how i feel too yeah like I, I really felt this year and like i even i know there was like some conversation online about like some companies that literally in all of their policies or whatever they actually do not respect women but then they had like the biggest campaign for international women's day and so, so anyways me i feel like like that day when i got calls from people or messages i was just like okay like i i don't feel any special whatever like i have international women's day okay like Anyway, okay, let me stop talking. I'm gonna let you guys. I'm gonna let you guys share your own thoughts, your own yeah, your thoughts. So I, I, let's um. Do you want sorry, me to go ahead. Let me name one. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I wanted that reaction. <laughs> okay, okay. Sincerely, I felt I felt exactly what Esther felt as well because it was it was um. Felt like it was acted, like they had a script and mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. let's show that we're supporting them and then let's just do what we need to do. It felt like mm-hmm. one of those days where let's make noise about women and all exactly and, and then just and go back and go back to yeah, because the truth is we actually do need the change. It's not just um we painting the pictures or just drawing it every mm-hmm. day or having conversations mm-hmm. with different people and all because um this is something that is it's going to be an historical change. It's going to be something generational. We need it anytime. Uh-huh. Anymore. Like like the last time, you guys, um, our audience today, let's be honest with you, we had this conversation already, but because we wanted oh, to give you one of the say. best, because <laughs> we wanted to give you the best audio, we had to redo it again. So initially, we spoke about how in Nigeria, as a woman, you cannot go to the um jail i mean is it jail or prison to bail out oh, someone yeah. you have to go yeah. with a man or and and this is when i i said that thing that i remembered that my mom had yeah. a similar experience she had, there was a cousin or a family friend or something that is that called my mom to help him because his dad was not around and where they took his son to you not know, really take people anywhere in nigeria yeah. was close to my mom's yeah. shop so she initially just ran there and when she got half she remembered that she needed a man to go with her my dad wasn't close so she looked for the i think i think the um chairman of the place where she was so she, the guy had to go with her to bail the guy out and everything you can't walk in anyhow because you're a woman in the prison mm-hmm. if you give it to a child there's a nigerian the child is not in nigeria and the child is the for the man so if the is for is wherever if, you are, if you're married to a foreigner so wherever um the foreigner is from that's where the child is from except they go to nigeria and then you now apply your child now has to apply to be a nigerian if the child was doing better by i mean by you and many other things that um and Muna said the other time that nigerian women are actually not recognized in the constitution so these things are things that we need to actually address and many other things again that are that are there that that look like they are just minimal but there are some there are things that are very very relevant just imagine if that that day when she went to build the guy out from 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 the prison or from wherever they put him she never had any man to mm. help her or just imagine there was even another person who didn't have any man around that maybe the father was late or something what would um she do at that point because of the constitution of nigeria so it's really not about mm. people painting everywhere purple and drawing it everywhere right. it's, it's really more about um 
are we putting this rule and this law and these um, regulations to make um, women feel alive or feel um, feel recognized in society? Mm-hmm. Not like we're like just one of those people, one of those numbers. So yeah, that's for mm-hmm. me. That's that's actually the way I feel. I was actually grateful to the friends, my male friends, that sent me the same. It was it was even I felt like they were even the ones celebrating me more than me because I was like, ah, what happened? <laughs> what happened? Why are you sending me message more than my friends? Why did that? I was just like, okay. Who are the one that is like you're happy? Yeah, you're happier than me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's oh how I felt. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. For me, I, I to be honest, I didn't really pay that much attention to the hashtag. Um, I didn't really, I didn't really look into it. For, for me, Women's Day was me frantically trying to create different versions of the poster and upload it on oh. social media platforms that I managed. That was what it yeah. was for me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I never really took the time to really think it through to say, oh my God, I need to get this content out and, and it needs to be done now. Um, but actually thinking about it now, I, I don't really know because um, anything re- involving feminism in general, oh. um, I tend to just excuse myself uh, because I'll be able to start to touch on this before. Um, just because the agenda, I'm going to use that word in a, inverted commas, has uh. become so, what's the word? Um, like it's been taken to a whole other extreme. And as a result, I, I just tend to <laughs> tread very lightly. Um, oh because I, I have more of a traditionalist view. So oh, anything yeah. in that realm that seems that there might be anything pulling away from that traditional mentality, I kind of just, yeah, I just remove myself. <laughs> yeah. I think the people that, people that um, make feminism look radical are the people that make him um, reducing the old essence of feminism because they're playing mm. around with it that's the problem because everyone is a feminist let's let's be honest even jesus is a mm. feminist <laughs> well muna you're next uh okay for me the way i saw that day i didn't even know it was they were doing anything until i came on social media <laughs> and Anipe, i was seeing uh, international day whatever so the way me i see it just as we recorded last time is. Uh, uh-huh. uh, yes, I identify as a feminist. And you know, when people say, oh, feminism, they think, oh, yeah, just even when a uh, lady acts stupid, then you've, you'll be blind to her stupidity. And just so oh, because she's a woman, you, you find excuses for her. Uh, yeah. So uh, it is, my own is not that way. My own is the way that I recognize that I recognize first that everybody is a human being and mm-hmm. they deserve the right opportunity that should um that they need rather to to achieve whatever they want to achieve right so i'm more on the equity mm-hmm. side versus equality and another reason why i'm not i wasn't a fan of that day is because I feel that most of the time that we women are sometimes a 
cause of our own problems, especially in society and mm. everywhere. So there's another hypocrisy. I don't like hypocrites, right? I I hate mm-hmm. I, I, I I know hate is a very strong word. I hate hypocrisy like like anything i'd rather you show me that oh i'm a devil and i'm like okay if i want to have dinner with the devil i might as well just take my whole cutlery fork at night and you putting out um, um mm. something that you're not like it's not. the mm. worst thing that is the hugest turn off it could be anything like i don't care what you are i don't care what you identify as mm. but the moment i see you as a hypocrite it's like I, I used to ask God why I even created you. Like I get as far as asking that kind of question. So mm. I see I saw that campaign from a hypocrisy place because I feel like that day is just another marketing campaign mm. for this for for the society. Everyone's like, oh, what can we talk about today? And right. it's just one day, and the next day everybody goes back to their it's default setting. Yeah. Even women mm-hmm. fighting against women, men fighting mm-hmm. against women. Everybody is against women, and I feel like sometimes those type of days are not supposed to be existing until mm-hmm. we can yeah. go back and find things right. Even in our own personal space, we can do things right then you can proudly come out and say happy international women's day i didn't make i didn't post anything about international women's day um i didn't make any post celebrating women to be honest because i feel like i've I, i'm not justified to make that post even as a person i'm not justified to make that post instead if there's anything i was dragging somebody you know i was dragging another girl <laughs> that <laughs> yeah i always met somebody on twitter no, it's not about Twitter. <laughs> no, it's not about Twitter. I'm always seeing you. I'm, I'm like, no, I don't drag people on Twitter. You drag, you drag somebody. You drag somebody today. You drag somebody today. No, the person that I drag, I drag. No, see, let me tell you. No, let me tell you what I did. Hey, person was telling Davido to come and do. I saw it. I saw it. Before and I asked the person a valid question. I did drag the person. I said, is it that the governor, the state governor, and the sports minister is fired on their daughter? I said, you are calling a citizen to, to go and, and do projects. projects. I was like, David does not have access to taxes. He doesn't have access to tax phones. So why are you telling him to come and do a social project? Because people are actually really annoying. You know when someone decides that he wants his money to do something good for 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 city and then you now say, it should use money for the government. Excuse me, the government did not say that. Like, it's the government. The government. <laughs> that, that's when I drag. Like, me, I don't drag. I don't know why you They like you don't know. Uh, uh, No, I don't drag. Okay, so, you don't the drag. The reason why I dragged that girl was, like, they were making a post, right? They were talking about, the post was about a, um, how would I put it, about someone that um, a friend mocked her when she lost a parent, right? And she she now spoke about how she was literally waiting for this guy to lose his parents, his mother, because what? she lost her mother. And wow. this guy mocked her when she lost her mother, right? So she now came back and said, oh, look mm. at who just lost his mother, right? So I was now like talking from a place of, because a friend did this to me when I lost my dad, hmm. right? She, wow. she she made the statement i like sometimes i go back and i read the statement she said the world does not revolve around you wake up 
What? What? Yes. So that was Wait, the day. Sorry, this person is your friend. This is not your friend. Was again. my friend? Was okay. So so that was the statement she made. So I was like, oh, since it's International Women's Day, let me build on this point. It's not like I'm. I pray evil for her, right? I believe that some things in life are standard. Like it is. And one way or the other, she will experience that pain in her own time. It's not I'm, I'm wishing it on her, but I feel like some, like what I was building on that girl's point is that I'm not saying she's right. I'm not saying she's wrong. But mm. when people are going through certain pain, what you say, be very, 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 very careful. Yeah, sure. Because you don't, you don't know yeah, when your own will come. And when it comes, it's mm. like, not the person feeling sorry for you. They start laughing because like okay you know so that's what i was saying and i also shared mm. the test message uh where the girl mm. repeated it she repeated it like twice she said the world mm-hmm. is around you wake up like this was someone wow. that was my friend uh, you know, the worst part is that i didn't tell much wow. most people that my dad was battling cancer i didn't say anything yeah true so the moment he died this girl like i just told her my own my dad died on a thursday I told them that was the last time I heard from her. What? And like no calls, no tests, nothing, nothing. So he died on June 17th. He died on June 17th. And by July, I think I was having this conversation with her like July 24th, 25th. So Mm. this is over a month after my dad died. And I'm Mm -hmm. calling her out as a friend. I sent her a text message. I'm like, why are you acting like this? Why are you acting like a stranger? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why are you behaving like this she posts my pictures before my dad died she used to post my pictures on instagram bestie this bestie that really WhatsApp she called you bestie, yeah, bestie. you know wow. talking, talking in the rubbish <laughs> so i was like don't do that and then that was wow. when she died that um the world was not mm. revolved around me wow yeah. Wow, so, so when that is why I said that during the International Women's Day, I was not in that space mm. to feel like, mm. Mm. Uh, yeah. I was just like, nah, just like, no, mm. leave all those things yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. I could definitely relate to that though. I, I remember mm-hmm. when I when I came to Canada, um, so like there wouldn't be a lot of Caribbean people. So eventually mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of that, especially because of the area that I was in, mm-hmm. like there will be, there'll be other cultures. Yeah. Um, and like, because of my aesthetic, and that's the only word I could think of right now. Mm-hmm. Um, th- there is a tendency for me to also have a lot of male friends. And I yeah. also like a lot mm-hmm. of boyish things. Like it was in the, it was mm-hmm. in the career where yeah. it was predominant. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would, do all the boy stuff that i've been doing that my entire life mm-hmm. so i had more mm-hmm. male friends and a lot of the hate and a lot of the backlash and a lot of the the, the sadder times that i experienced when i was living that year all mm-hmm. came from women mm-hmm. hate again they mm-hmm. like to the extent that i just frantically mm-hmm. looked at how i could leave that city wow. because i just could not, i could not take it anymore so yeah like i i can understand I, I think honestly, if not, like 90% of the hairstyle I've 
experience have made from females so i think uh, i think yeah. i can relate to 90% of the mm. hostility i received from women my project my project uh, what they call them in school supervisor in my masters and my undergrad were women and they were wicked Oh Jesus, they were weak. Wow. <laughs> like I can I remember the one in my master. I think I know I wasn't too. Remember the one in my master. So today, I, God help me forgive her. Like I'm, I used to put her in my prayers. God please help me forgive her because she hurts me. She really made me feel like I was nothing. And I told myself that because of her, I was going to do better. When they featured my book on in the um in the the alumni magazine or something i was hoping she saw it i was just like i am i am something ma <laughs> because she really what she did really got to me like i i'm, I'm i was relatively young when i was doing my masters and most i was youngest in my class and really i needed navigation in my project or anything i was going to do and i was hoping that i was going to be a woman who take my project my my project question my project topic was related to children and there's no one I could help me apart from a woman. And you know, she just pushed me out. Like she wasn't even there. And it was it was hurting. Like I would just keep quiet about it, but it hurt me. And to the point that I started giving my projects to other supervisors to read for me and to help me, you know, it was and there were men that were helping me. I cannot forget the man that even he sat with me and helped me to look at everything and all. Um, Doctor, Pro- mm. is it prof- professor now? I think Doctor Mike or something. He made it good, and I, I was grateful that I had someone to talk to after. But looking at her, like <laughs> thinking about her, sometimes I'm like, sometimes she, she, the hate motivates me now. When I remember, I'm like, this woman motivates me. Where's that next book I want to write again? <laughs> mm. Because of how she treated me. Yeah. For me, I've been lucky in that part, like having women. Uh, in my life like i've been very fortunate from especially my career mm-hmm. i've always reported to women like executives and they are the best people i've ever worked with yeah my that my first amazing. boss i mean no, my first second boss at work in nigeria was a woman and she was good well best is now but other ones wow i'd not i'd not get it right <laughs> yeah, even, even in my school like the women have always been They've always been those people that would, that have led with empathy, Mm. especially like um, when I came to Canada, Mm. like I remember the very first assignment, you know, this APA citation stuff. Yeah. Like I submitted the assignment without any interest citation, nothing, nothing. I just did it and I submitted and I got a comfortable 0%. (laughs) (laughs) And... This was 20, 20, like overall 20 marks, so 20% of your final grade. What? So imagine, yes, I'm getting zero. Where will I get the mini 80 from? Ah. And I had to meet her. <laughs> and I had to meet her. And I told her that, man, you know, this is me. I'm just coming from Nigeria. We don't do test citation. We don't do this. I was just, <laughs> I, I, I used that Niger talk to my advantage mm. for the whole first semester. Oh, wow. But she was the one, like, she gave me materials. She reviewed my um assignments she get she took some math off right she instead of me getting zero she gave me my grade but took some math off which was better than zero and then so sometimes at the end of every class when because every class you know they'll give you assignments she'll say um mona please your intest citation <laughs> so throughout her class, throughout that semester, at the end of every class, when she's making announcement for and like what we should do, giving us a rubric for mm-hmm. 
the assignments she's mm-hmm. always saying Mona um include your in-test citation so <laughs> thank you so much for sharing that because yeah like i was going to jump in like as much as like maybe we've had or people have had negative experiences with women i feel like women at the end of the day are like the best people on earth I well yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah we are women <laughs> we are <laughs> and i think like i can relate to what when i was saying like i feel like all the women that i have had the opportunity to work with or being in a position where like I needed help like I feel like women have always stood up for me and helped me so yeah like women are fantastic and amazing and you know like I'm not I'm not oblivious to the fact that yes we have extremists in our midst mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> just like with mm-hmm. any and I feel like it's the same with any movement mm-hmm. um Okay, yeah, so as I was saying, I was saying, like, I've, I've had the privilege, I've been blessed, rather, to have, like, amazing women in my life. Like, even currently, the women that I work with or situations where, like, I have needed people to have my back, like, I've, I've had pretty amazing women. So, I think, like, I'm not oblivious to the fact that they're extremists, just, like, in every group. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the feminist movement, like, I, I identify as a feminist and what that means to me is just that a woman is a human being as well and like mm-hmm. what like why wouldn't anyone want to believe that or have that you know that kind of um what's the English now anyway why, why wouldn't anyone want to support that but then I also understand that some people have hijacked the movement and turned mm-hmm. it into like we hate men movement and, and we don't right. need opportunities. we love them every <laughs> but some people have done that and like every opportunity they have you drag men and all of that stuff but like that's not what I feel true feminism is about and to be honest I think like I think what I left to me was someone that said it earlier it's like the more we do that the more we're actually harming our our entire goal which is like making things better for women all over the world mm-hmm. you know actually breaking bias and not just doing a freaking hashtag every year like actually putting yeah, do you know the, I, I had a question who does the hashtag that was my question who creates that's the hashtag question. <laughs> last year there was a hashtag no this idea. year again i'm like who is person do you just sit down somewhere and just say okay this time around today what today what you say breaking the something yeah i, I wonder who comes up with i can't i can't remember i think oh the last one what was the one last year? I think it was on that. They always know how to. And they always have one sign, Shad. Mm. Like, who comes up with this routine? <laughs> they know how to make it sound good. But anyway, so yeah. Um, uh, I guess it's great. So, do any, like, do any of you guys have any personal experiences of, like, experience, like, bias or anything in the workplace and life in general? For me, I haven't experienced anything that will make, like, I, I was, okay, let me take that back. Let me be much more clear. Like, in things that are very important to me, from family to career, I haven't had that, um, I've not been put in that place rather, whereby I'm being reminded that, oh, you're a woman, you can't do this, you can't do that. But... You know, this my feminism view has has created some kind of upset with some men. You know, when I'm talking to them, 
they feel like because I'm very opinionated, like I, I talk a lot about history and politics. So I'm very vocal about my own views, right? I'm very opinionated about it. And when I speak about all these things, I don't speak about it from an emotional place that versus um, what people will expect from a woman in politics. They expect it to be very emotional. But me, I'm very uh, logical, right? I don't care who the world or who the media has painted to be good or bad. I'm very logical about my own views. And so these guys will be like, oh, uh, you can't be a wife material. You're not this, you're not that. So oh, that is God. the time that I'm being reminded that I'm wow. not, um, I'm not, uh, I'm not what they call this. I'm not a wife, wife material, material. Uh, you know, uh, sometimes I, and most of the time, the truth is that I do this thing to trigger these guys. I do it to just trigger them. I understand <laughs> yeah, and I enjoy it. I yeah. enjoy seeing that reaction of one would you take my last name. This, 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 this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I really enjoy seeing them going overboard. Oh I'm, I'm currently dating someone, and I remember that when I met him, I said, "Oh, I'm not going to take your last name." He was like, "Okay." He didn't push it. He didn't. He didn't like react. He didn't tear his clothes like other guys would be doing, like Hulk. You know? Sorry, Mona, I'm sure you continue, but you know, we can see that Mona and I, like, I think we're going to be best friends because I feel like we're so similar. And, you like, said you're going think. to. You said you're going And let me just keep quiet. Like, let me just keep quiet. But yeah, Mona, please continue. So, so like, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't like tear his clothes. He didn't, he didn't <laughs> like. Huh? No, it's true because I'm serious. Like, I, I tell some guys, I'm, I'm not going to take your last name. Like, uh-huh. Why would you take your last name? Is it guilty? Are you married to father? Are you this? I'm like, oh, I'm my father's daughter. You know, I keep on giving them things, and I, I enjoy, I enjoy seeing that reaction from them. I really enjoy. <laughs> oh this one is obviously not my husband because that's something I'm very clear about. You know, uh. when it gets to marriage. The reason why we have a lot of dear jurors is because when some ladies want to get married, they take a lot of boo s. Right, like they swallow it exactly. Mm -hmm. Then when you get married, you're trying to change Mm. a man. How can you change a man that you've already put yourself out there as I'm yes, missus? You know, I will do everything to be your missus. Versus when you meet a man and you're telling him this is me. Let me see you. Let's see how we can move forward. And Mm. that is what I'm seeing with my 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 boyfriend. Like. Now, sometimes I'll be joking. I'll be saying, I'm upcoming. I will take it. I'll put his last name. You know, I really am uh, taking his last name. He hasn't moved that step. But I will jokingly put my, like, sometimes say, I, I can't wait to be Mrs. this. You know, sometimes uh, I'm talking to, I'm, I'm talking about his mom. I will say, senior, this person. Uh, you know, I already, <laughs> I already put myself there because he has proven uh, that I'm uh, going to be safe with him. My ideas are going to be safe with him. I'm not going to come out and try to change myself and, mm. and all those things. And th- that's like um, Esther was saying, because of the way the world has created the whole feminism and all those things, uh-huh. it has lost its value. And they, uh-huh. most of these people that are fighting against feminism don't uh, don't know that. The they don't have why, a clue. We don't it's not about a clue. Let's not even talk about clue. Let's start that. The reason why they have the opportunity that they have uh-huh. now is because uh-huh. there are women in the past who have created uh-huh. that for them. Uh-huh. True. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. Just like the last time we spoke about this, I was talking about uh-huh. the Abba riots uh-huh. that happened yeah. in Eastern Nigeria in the early 90s. This was during the colonial era. 
And prior to the white people coming into um, the eastern part of Nigeria, I won't speak about the West, the Igbo land that people think today is very gender concerned, was a very gender fluid society. Is, is the Igbo land gender concerned? Is this are they gender? It's very, very, very yeah. like I think it was of until recently that women could start inheriting properties from yeah, their that's fathers. What, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that, because if you even remember yeah. movies yeah. that we used to watch, it's in yeah, exactly. that's what I'm saying that, that yeah. I don't feel they are because I don't even feel they have no, any pre-colonization or pre-colonial, colonial whatever. Uh, right? It was a very gender fluid society. Women uh, could uh, like if a man has all daughters, the girls could marry someone to come and bear their father's name like women could marry people into their family you know Wait, hold, had... on, hold on Mona but you know that thing is in the bible too I don't know why we don't use the bible like that's like Christianity mm. <laughs> they, they had a family that the man had all girls that's what I was uh-huh. he had yeah. all girls and those girls fought for their rights fought for their rights yeah so before colonization so women had a say in everything women men everybody was doing their thing then the colonial masters came and pushed women out of the public space said oh their job is to stay at home women could not own lands you know there were a lot of things the colonial masters were trying to do they were taking the power from women and were passing it to these men then these women that we now know today as a riot which was actually the women's riot this women, uh, it was a it was a riot that lasted for like three years, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh-huh. And at the end of this riot, one of the success um, stories that came out from it was that women had the right to um, political seats, right? They could become chiefs, they could become community leaders um, in in East, in the eastern region of Nigeria. So imagine that these women just accepted what the colonial masters said and they're like, okay, no problem. I will stay at home. I will take care of my husband. I will take care of my children. See, with the way Nigeria is today, do you think you're going to have any evil woman in any political position in Nigeria? You won't. You won't even hear of anyone Mm -hmm. because they don't even have that opportunity to to contest on a federal scale, not to talk of a state level, you know? (laughs) So, so this is a movement of feminism, but because of the way Nigerian oh. culture is, they won't recognize that movement as a feminist movement. Oh. So she's proud. Yeah. And she doesn't you, want to submit. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you also go back to the West, right? In the West, we have people like um, Fumi Kuti, who happens to be the mother of Fela Kuti and um, the popular Kuti family right now. This woman was, AKA, she terrorized the government of that time she was very outspoken very vocal about the uh the use the misuse of funds and how they were not taking things serious and sometimes i think that she being the first woman to drive a car in nigeria was kind of from a radical movement right from saying oh i'm going to drive this car because i don't with the way that uh, I, i don't know one of these middle eastern countries that doesn't let women drive to today. Yeah, I think yeah, and, I think there's an I think I should actually look for them. There's one like that. And and uh, and <laughs> you see what is happening again in Nigeria with the way Nigeria still treats women to today. I believe that if this woman didn't close her eyes and and um and bought that car and drove it around, I don't think any woman uh, would have Saudi Arabia. 
oh you so okay yeah so saudi arabia still doesn't let women drive cars to today so i don't think any woman would have picked up the strength to say oh, i want to drive a car in nigeria and these uh mm. radical women at those days right that created a platform that we nigerian women are enjoying today um after our last meeting i i was i came across another woman who i think 10 to 12 years ago um she was the one who sued the nigerian immigration because she wanted to renew her passport and they told her to go bring a man to renew did her she, passport. Did she win? Did she win? She won. That is why we women, oh. we Nigerian women can go to Ottawa today and say we're renewing our passport. Oh, wow. They just went, our... SI just went to Ottawa. Woo! So we did that for you. Do you understand? <laughs> so, right. I didn't even know there was a story behind that. Yes, there is. You can, you can read on it. This just happened like oh. in the early 2000s. Early wow. 2000s. So that means even up to 1999, women so needed a man to renew your passport. Yeah. Wow. So these are kind of movement that we need to, we need to ask, uh, we need to, as women, we need to embrace mm. that the idea of feminism is not just about fighting for men or yeah. fighting or wanting mm-hmm. to be their equal and all the stuff like that. It's for you trying to break the bias. Mm-hmm. That, that is mm. where the whole hashtag comes from. Sorry, yeah. Break the bias, break every uh, um, um, standard that they have put mm. and label. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're a woman, you can't do this, you can't do that. Yeah. And um, sometimes I look at what is going on in northern Nigeria. I used to wonder how the women got to that place. My God. Because they, before colonial colonialism, I mean, whatever, before those white people came into <laughs> Nigeria, Mm-hmm. They had very strong women that were leading their men to war. Yeah. And true. today, a northern woman cannot even dance in a wedding comfortably with the fear of the Hijba police people not coming to arrest her for dancing provocatively. Yeah. I used to see so those how, videos. How, like, how did the women my wedding day? How did the women in the north move from the Queen Amina's era to yeah. the type of women they have today? Like that's true. Like, and if someone tries to be radical, they say, "Oh, she's a feminist." It's not like she's a feminist. The real northern women are strong women. Like mm-hmm. these women led women to war. If mm-hmm. we want to use religion in all, mm-hmm. like I was even there's this TikTok guy that is a Muslim. He he talks about um um. Um, historical Muslim women in the Middle East. These women were leading their men to war. So I, I'm looking mm. like, what? Like how? How? Like it's not <laughs> like they will go to war and they will lose. So these women were bad too. Uh-huh. Like if you see their pictures, if if at the sound of their name alone was sending chills <laughs> in the in the skin uh-huh. of men. So how did the women of that era move from those kind of women to the women that? They cannot even have their child's name on birth certificate. Kayamata. How? How? No, it's actually unfair. And I feel like they didn't just recognize the power they have. We we actually we, we I don't think we have we have actualized or maybe understood the fullness of our hey, I'm going too much. But then thinking about when I whenever I think about the power of the woman, I'm like, let's just look at um Delilah. Just look at Delilah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that woman is. Sometimes I'm like, we can actually preach a, a gospel from Delilah's story. We can teach women uh-huh. how to be. Because how would someone? She didn't do anything. She had no weapon. 
she had nothing yeah. all she just mm-hmm. had was the the being she was mm-hmm. and she was able to get she was able to to destroy the most powerful man you can ever think of someone who and and another thing is the, the, the way she even was able to destroy him, she told him three or four times over and over again do you understand and he kept on saying that over and over again <laughs> I'm like, is that how honestly that story is the wildest story like how like that's to tell you that we actually have a lot of power within us and instead of using it we're supposed to actually use it the right way to make things better we're supposed to change it because i i mean she would have used that power in a different way but she used it and she she showed us this is why it's in the bible today because just telling you that see you people have a lot of strength in you (laughs) like i'm destroying man who is destroying people who's destroying um cities right and yeah i'm sure he just put his head on a lap and then she's just like so something <laughs> tell me again he's like yeah yeah baby yeah, so this was this. Oh, my god. <laughs> oh my god but yeah sincere i think about that too and i think last time we spoke, spoke about how jesus is a feminist because there is a reason why he made um first woman yeah, when she when he mm-hmm. called there was a reason why. and do you know yeah. the funny thing when the next day after we recorded the first one i saw a post uh. that was similar to that and i sent it to i think i posted them when i was like you see what i was talking about yes oh yeah, <laughs> yeah because um you know i don't know i'm still trying to look for them. if you have pure fleece um you can check um just maybe google i'll google it and maybe send it to me okay. um on pure face it's about a documentary about historical women in the bible it spoke about ruth and all those people and mm-hmm. it ended it with mary madeline right uh-huh. and mary madeline's story was very detailed not just from a religious perspective but from also a historical perspective right yeah and it's it's very interesting the role jesus played with mary madeline because he he is like he 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 wanted to break everything like that the society had with a woman that in quotes they would term used right from from mm. from breaking that idea of because of she she has a past she cannot have a future he broke it completely. He removed that idea. He showed that everyone has a chance to change, regardless of the life you've lived in the past. That is you mm. and your business. But the moment you come into mm. Christ, you are indeed a new creature. So whatever um, oh. and whoever they have painted you to be doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And it mm. was very important that Jesus did it this time because this was an era where people were in quote unquote, you have to be mm. a virgin to get married. So there was a high moral standard placed on women mm-hmm. that were that have lived a very kind of amazing life in the past and secondly um if you look at the resurrection of jesus right as i said that mm-hmm. in the last um time we recorded that the testimony of women was synonymous to that of an imbecile so it wasn't admissible in court you cannot say the court or your law, lawyer or whoever mm. not say oh the witness is a woman it has to be mm. a woman. so the fact that the, the first person to witness the resurrection of christ was a mm-hmm. woman 
And it's right. like she, did, she, she didn't just witness it. She told the disciples and they believed uh-huh. her. Means that in the, day, in, the, in the three years of Jesus' ministry, he also broke the bias within the disciples. Oh, shame, my Jesus. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he did because it, yeah, is, he one did, thing, actually. He it did. is one thing for him to have died and he uh, and a woman to come and tell them, oh, Jesus is risen, and they all picked up their bars and ran. Followed to her. Mm-hmm. Right. They, 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 that mm. is why Thomas that doubted Jesus had to come personally to him and ask yeah. him why he was doubting. You know, it's, it's like he gave him a special special lecture on his own self. He knew Jesus knew that the woman would believe. Ah, yeah. so this yeah. he go believe. <laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah, I, as to me even said earlier, I, I see Jesus even as a feminist. Yeah, I see him as a feminist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh-huh. Just a woman, woman at the well. Even the woman at the well. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That one too. The woman at the well. And the truth is, when, when he was done talking to her, because, I mean, she had had different husbands, she had made, people were already looking at her like one of those random people. And then he, he sat there right. and spoke with her, like, he gave her, he told her, okay, this is the kind of woman you be. And, you know, he changed her life. And immediately she left him. She was telling everybody, come and meet the man that changed my life. That's because of, that, that's because of, mm. he knew that the kind of, he he, knew, he understood what to do at that point. Um, should we pray for us, mm. like Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> Funny enough, I, I don't know uh, how, how some Christians see the way Jesus lived. And do, they do the opposite. It's sad, though. I think uh-huh. time I have a chance to preach in uh-huh. church, I will preach about the Pharisee Christian because I'm going uh-huh. to. No, the, that topic, I mean, that uh, preaching topic has been in my head the Pharisee Christian because we uh-huh. have a lot of Pharisee Christians that. Uh-huh. The only difference between the, the Pharisees and the <clears throat> so called Christianity is that. They recognize that Jesus is the King of Kings. That's yeah. that's the only difference. But everything about the Pharisees is their day-to-day life. Because I can't imagine the things sometimes I hear that people in the church do. Like some women that mistakenly left their husband's house because of ordinary domestic violence. They'll start using them to preach in Sunday school. You know? I don't know. I don't know. So. Then you are just Yeah. <laughs> no. Since now I'm dying with a woman that that no one wanted to die with. Exactly. Had mm. seven husbands. Do you know what it means for you to have seven husbands? Oh, you know it's seven. Yes, I should not lie. I will oh ask you and see. Ah. Oh, that's what happened now. Calm down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. But yeah, we have a Oh my god. Uh-huh. I think Talia wanted to say something. Um, no, I was just saying I, that I think it's, it's, it's cool that we've, we've even gone to the biblical perspective because mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. the thing is if we, if we really truly lived according to biblical principles, um, mm-hmm. the, the two would work in tandem because it's not that women aren't strong. It's reinforced in so many different stories in the Bible. True. The strength that a woman right. carries, we see the story exactly. of that, bro. we see the Roof and all these different people uh-huh. we see how influential they are and and the talents and the virtues that god has bestowed in women how they're used to change lives we see esther uh-huh. the anointing that he gave her and and 
and she was used to the same for people. Yeah. There's so many like different examples. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 There's so many different examples. But I think I think if if we lived according to kingdom principles, mm-hmm. we're in the man loves his wife as Christ loves the church. Uh, and mm-hmm. subsequently, that's the so. wife submits. Not because he's fighting naturally, effortlessly, exactly. Because he's fighting for her, and and mm-hmm. subsequently she's fighting for him. All right. the different, the, all the different things that that we battle day to day. The man actually, as the priest of the household, would mm-hmm. fight and establish those things. Mm-hmm. And then we won't have so many things that we are are dealing with mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's the same way how the feminist agenda has been taken in some places to a whole other level. Christianity also gets taken to a whole other level where there now exactly. has that hypocrisy. And unfortunately, mm. that's something that I think we're going to have to do with across the board um, is about yeah. really having God and the Holy Spirit guide you and give you the discernment to figure out what to do to so mm. have a functional relationship across the board. Because God, if, right. we are asso- if we continue to associate ourselves with godly people and people that function on these principles then we aren't going to be faced with these so many things that yeah right oh my gosh that is so good and the right the right men actually the men that actually Uh that's what they're supposed to do and they're doing it Uh because there's something about about not doing what yeah i'm not doing so there's something that mona mentioned earlier there's actually and i think maybe men do not get this no matter how tough like a woman is because I know sometimes, like, just based off of, like, things that we've gone through in life, like, we can become very, like, hard guy, hard guy type of thing. Mm. But when you actually meet a man that you know... Mm. Um, are you going to drop your ads? Your ads? Do you know what I said? Do you know what I said? Before I met anybody... I'm collecting the last name. Let me tell you something. I hate cooking. Like, if you come to my house... Oh, my God. If you come to uh-huh. my house, there's every possibility you won't see food to eat because I will not. If I if I say okay, I'm coming to see you. I'm going to Walmart to do grocery for him. Oh, oh no. Somebody has gotten you. Wow. I did it. Last two weekends, I was cooking in his kitchen and I just stopped and I started laughing at myself. I said, you know, just been doing things. I am like, I've got you. He said, Why are you laughing? I said, I'm cooking. He not said, Don't worry. That's what I said. Don't worry. Because I will not cook for you. No, 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 no. Why? When there's McDonald's, I want. I, 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 <laughs> you see my hand in kitchen for mm-hmm. you. No. Wow. So when that's what I'm saying that uh-huh. guys that come forceful, you know, that, come, right. my wife must cook for me. My wife must take my last. Uh-huh. Day, my wife must share her salary. Uh-huh. These are things that are normal. I grew up in a family whereby I thank God for the kind of parents I have. My dad. I was so close to my dad that. He was the one that showed me things that my mom would be like, mm, no typical African mother trying to like butter it. My dad showed me things. Mm. And that is the kind of wife I want to become, right? Mm. But mm. I will not just become that kind of wife to any kind of man. I mm. won't. Right. I, I know, mm. I know, I know the kind of standard my father has put, like he puts one kind of standard that I have to give my children that same op- opportunity. I have 
I need mm. a man that will give my children the same vision that my father placed on me. So when it comes to when when we come to, when it comes to all this money thing, it's not something you force. It's not you don't force it. It will come yeah. naturally. Yeah. Yeah. Just as Talia said, mm. the moment a woman knows that you love and respect her, just oh, as much love. I get it. Everything, everything, everything. Yeah. Honestly, uh-huh. oh my god! If I I'm a living example. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like it'll be so easy for you to stop me because why yeah. you you get nobody is jacking anything with you. I am telling you, I I used to have the real like hardcore. I I don't need a man for anything kind of man. Mm. And I'm telling you, uh, God has humbled me. So <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Wow. So I have a question that I would just like for us to wrap this up. What can you do? Uh-huh. What are you doing in this time to um to add or to help with the whole breaking bias thing or actually something generational that changes the um phase of where we are as women? I'm sorry, repeat your question. Yeah, so I'm like, what are you doing in your own space, in your, which little you have to change um, what is happening, the phase of where we are right now in like something generational? What are you, what mark are you making? Hmm. What are you trying to do? Because I'm you know, you know, creating just... generational wealth. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the important as in, <laughs> the important is we can actually start the change from ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, mm-hmm. the, the man in the mirror is the first person that does the change and then we continue. Mm-hmm. That's a mask, a mask in this question because we can talk about it from now to tomorrow, but we, 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 we actually have the chance to make the change and we should actually do it. So like mm-hmm. Talia said, I'm going to jump from Talia, creating, um, you know, like, how are you? Yeah, I, I, I'm like, I, I can be the change that the world needs. Um, and God has blessed me with some visions for some businesses that I know will impact life. So it's, it's a case that now I have the power to create that work experience that I would want others to experience and they want to experience uh-huh. as well. Like I, that flexibility, no, no excess stress, um, appropriate wages, all of that. Because I'm the one that is creating those employment opportunities now, I am... I'm contributing all these different ways, and at the same time, I'm, I'm creating something that I can pass on to my children. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Um, for me, um, what I'm doing in my own space, um, just as Talia said, it is very important that that's generational wealth. It's not for negotiation. Yeah. <laughs> And um, the next thing is trying to build uh, sisterhood, not just having friends for Jaye Jaye, mm. you know, having oh, friends, mm. having intentional female friends. I have a lot of male friends, mm. so I'm very much more intentional now about having female friends, not just friends that will go out and Jaye Jaye, mm. but friends that mm. we could sit mm. down, we could pray together, we could mm. expose our real selves to each other, you know, yeah. lead each other like especially that now we're growing older because no one is growing younger mm-hmm. priorities will start coming in you'll start getting married you'll start having a family right. you'll start having kids you need that community that you guys can come together pray for your husbands pray for your children soak your house with the blood of jesus mm. because canadian women are not known <laughs> let me keep quiet. 
married women, they need some time to go into. So you need yeah to hold the house very well. You know, you know, the, person, you know the person you married, you don't know the people that are outside. So aside from the it is very like the stories I've been hearing of recent made me understand why it is important that especially the moment you start talking about marriage you need honestly. a very strong unit of prayer yes sincerely honest to god your guy might be yeah. telling you no telling them no but there's a limit to the knowing you know so to avoid yes, fire. <laughs> it's not like i'm saying the women are fault don't get me wrong but uh. the person you know is the person you will cover and protect against right mm, mm, so mm. so that is what one of the things that i'm very intentional about right now also yeah. another thing that i'm doing in my own space is if i see opportunities the first people i contact up my female friends that i know that are out there looking for something mm. i know that or i know that would like if someone says now oh i'm looking for someone that can braid hair I start asking people that braid. I say, oh, can you braid? Can you do this style? I know sometimes someone will say, no, I'll say, watch YouTube. See if you can do it. <laughs> yeah. So I, that is the little I'm doing. Because mm. just like Talia said, the more we can be able to create business opportunities and build that generational wealth, we can also be able to create opportunity for women of mm. color. Mm-hmm. That work experience that we need. Yeah. To... to to move or to grow in this country because uh-huh. it's, it's much more harder for yeah, women actually. of color to have that break. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So those are the three important things for my uh, And then like even in having your businesses and all of these different ventures, you can also introduce the culture that you want into those businesses and those mm-hmm. ventures. And I feel like from there as it grows and the culture also like you know it kind of like transfers and it, it's just like little changes that you're making that can become bigger changes that like further down the line you know so yeah i think i think that's great um i think for me it's, it's just the same it's at every chance you have like just support the people around you the people that look like you the people that you feel like are usually maybe like passed off or as we call it minorities just at every opportunity you know be willing to help someone else come up and yeah yeah i think i I also i also like um what muna said about having intentional friends because in this in this part of the world where we are we are basically we're foreigners and if we don't speak uh-huh. and actually genuine not and loyalty because you can be friends with somebody and they're just doing it from the surface like where you can uh-huh. actually pour out your heart you can cry you can lean on someone because i think most of it's not everyone that has their parents here and you really don't have to go yeah. parents as much because you're growing and getting older you need someone that is experiencing what you're experiencing at the moment and maybe someone uh-huh. experienced it before so having that thing having that bond having that sisterhood and you know when you see an opportunity you're like ah oh, let me think about my friend first or let me support my uh-huh. friend let me share my friend off or something or and it's uh-huh. mutual not just one side you're not just you giving giving like it's both sides you know definitely uh-huh. that if it happens to me this girl is down for me so i'll do it for her if this thing happens to her you know that kind of thing that's one thing i know that uh-huh. i try my best to do with the little i can i'm like i'm always down for my friends especially female friends i'm always like yeah i can don't worry i got you don't worry i'll cover you or anything just to make that make 
them know that you just make all of us know that we're safe around each other because the thing is we we hardly trust each other especially nigerians we always say well ah, i don't trust you nigeria i'm like what why why not if not if you want to hurt me hurt me but i know i'm good to you and when you get mm-hmm. to the account is for me mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so um that thing that i know i do and i just try to be opened with any any um what they call it um uh, i just try to be open with some ideas i have with people around oh. Um, we have less than less than a minute, so we can just wrap up and um yeah. That's awesome. So thank you guys so much for coming again. Um thank you guys for listening. This is a great conversation as always. Can you guys plug Mona yourself? And Thalia, yeah, can you just quickly drop your hand to the floor? Okay. Um, <laughs> so go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, my personal one, um at T-H-A-L-Z-M-J-A-Y and created by Talia is the business one. Mm. Awesome. Awesome. Muna, drop your feet and say you are dragging people. So my Instagram is at Queen on uh, at Queen Muna. That is M-U-N-A-H. Uh-huh. And on Twitter is at Queen underscore M-U-N-A-H. And I don't drag people. I'm a Christian. Okay. I live an exemplary life. All right. (laughs) All right. Thank you guys so much. As always, we are the Gay Podcast on all of our social media platforms. So subscribe, share, like, and all of that good stuff.